He's back. And he's back. Aaron Boone today at about 8.50-ish. Mike Greenberg said on SportsCenter on Get Up that the Yankees have signed Aaron Boone. So it must have hit Twitter before that because it was all the rage this morning. And three-year deal, option for the fourth, and Aaron Boone is back. A lot of Yankee Twitter overreacted on it. You're going to hear my take, James' take, and our buddy David Rifkin's take. Um, Red Sox 2-1 over the Astros in the top of the fifth. Dodgers must win game over the Braves. Came back down three in, in, in the last couple innings, and they needed that win. If they would have... If the Braves would have held on today, it would have been almost impossible for the Dodgers to win, you know, four straight. And as the Yankee fan, it's weird saying that because y'all know what happened in 2004. We don't got to talk about that, but it's out there. And uh, even though the Braves lost today, I don't think it's a big deal. But you got to win tomorrow. And I really... A lot of people will probably say, where's the little violin? But I'm really starting to bat, feel bad for the Astros bullpen. Zach Granke couldn't even go two full innings. He got taken out in the second today. Alex Bregman actually hits a home run in the first. And then, boom, Xander Bogart says, hey, listen, you guys are trying. I understand it's cute. But guess what? Boom. Shot. And they're up. And it's been that score since then. So... It seems like whatever the Astros try to do, it's just not looking great. And uh, we got a whole lot of good things to talk about. But Booney is back in business. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll give my comments um, later. But Boone is back, and no surprise of anything. Um, Aaron Boone, obviously, he starts doing a deal. You know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. That probably means Brian Cash was getting extended because the reason why you say why, you don't give a manager a three-year extension and then give a manager a one-year deal and that's it. Cash is likely going to be back. And for people who hate it, that's just how it is. You should know Cash is probably never going to leave this job unless he wants to. And you're not going to like what my take is. But I want to tell Yankee Twitter is if you were really upset that Aaron Boone was a problem, you are misguided because me and Nick are going to tell you, and David are going to tell you who you really should be angry at. So a little before 9 o'clock this morning, breaking news, Aaron Boone coming back to the New York Yankees, not only for one year, but three years with an option for the fourth. A lot of people are not going to like that. Some, some people will, will like that. David, what's your thoughts on it? I mean, I think this is what we uh, knew was coming, right? I mean, anybody with anybody who's kind of listened and watched um, everything we have in the last few months is known that they're, they put the blame on the players from the jump, and uh, you know, so it seemed pretty obvious they were setting the stage to to have Boone come back, um, and that, you know, it was, it's three years more than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, 
do I think that, you know, I, I don't, I don't think Boone hurts them. I, I think, I think he doesn't play with enough urgency sometimes and that certainly hurts them. I don't think he's as demanding. And I think that can, I think that hurts him, but I think the way this game is played now, so much of this stuff comes from the, the analytics department, you know, that Boone isn't doing a ton. I think, you know, is he, is he Cora? He's not, but is he better than Rojas and some of these other guys? You know, I think, I think he absolutely is. So, um, so yeah, you know, I think, okay, okay, good. It's what I expected. You know, hopefully then the blame is on the players. We shake up the roster. I knew one year wasn't going to do it because he's, you know, just like the scene from Moneyball when Art House said, you know, if a manager managed under one year, there's no good faith there. So I knew it had to be a multi-year deal. I'm shocked to win three. But yeah. I I think Yankee Twitter is overreacting because now he's going to get <laughs> next they, year. That's, that's what they do? <laughs> no, no, but but he's going to get next year this this season the the twenty twenty two season. But if they're underperforming in twenty twenty three, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility where he can get fired if not in the middle of the season or at the end of that season. Because look at Mike Schilt; he had one more year left on on their contract. And they got separated because of philosophy differences, but you you know my stance. I'm a I'll I'll blame the players before Aaron Boone, and just like just like Cash said, and I wish Hal would have spoke today. I don't know why he didn't. Maybe he's still in Tampa, but he should have made himself available e- e- either through phone call or Zoom because he's the owner, and I care about his words. A lot more than Brian Cashman because right now Cash can't do anything. Just, just like I said, he has no idea what the budget is going to be. Is it going to be two twenty? Is is it going to be two forty? And for all we know, he's probably not going to set a budget till the CBA is signed, and that so might not I, get I, done. I think that's it. That's it. I mean, I think you just hit it on the nose, right? I think, I think the reason why Hal didn't speak is because they won't set a budget till the CBA comes out. And and Hal didn't want to answer questions about budgets and stuff like that before the CBA. Um, and and I, I guarantee you that Manfred said to the owners, I don't want you discussing the CBA before it expires. And so he probably did it because he didn't want to get painted into a corner, is my guess. That's a pretty good guess. Now, what was what was this year's budget? Was that two ten? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I was. I would assume it was. You know, people have been freaking out and saying, "Oh my God, they're making so much money and they're not spending it." And, and you know, there was somebody who said it a couple of years ago, or not a couple years ago, a couple months ago, um, that historically teams have try to reset themselves before the CBA because you just don't know what's coming and you don't want to get into a position where the new CBA comes out and you're already over the cliff or halfway over the cliff. So I think they were setting the stage of saying like, let's reset the thing and give ourselves every possible opportunity to go full bore into this season once the new CBA comes out. So I, 
let, let's say let's say it's still three tiers, okay? And let's say you know that that the players win some balance to to reduce the penalties in tiers one and two, and it's really just tier three that's bad, and that's two fifty. I expect the Yankees go over two forty. Then I think I expect them to stay below the third tier, but I expect them to be above the other two. Okay, so just when you go on Google, I I just typed in Yankees twenty twenty two contracts. You got Cole making thirty six, G twenty nine, Chapman eighteen, Judge right now, Judge seventeen million, Jesus, and then it's it's a, a little bit under from that. The cheapest are Joey Gallo and the rest that's under ten million, but if they're gonna go after. A shortstop, and maybe another starter. I would think two forty to two sixty could be the number, but it doesn't mean they have to get that right. They don't have to spend past two twenty. They don't have to spend past two thirty. But a higher budget to me makes me think, okay, guys, listen, cash. I'm going to give you the room to where I. I don't want you to spend past this number, but if you have to, to land us, for example, you're, you're not going to like this book, Correa, or, or Scherzer, or anyone. I'm going to give you the flexibility to where, because that's what, that, that's what the Yankees have to do. The Yankees have to do what they did in 2009, and now it's not going to guarantee a championship, but you got to give a chance. Because it's bad enough that it's bad enough that at least sixty percent of the roster is going to be there next year, and a lot of people are down on Anthony Rizzo. People want Matt Olson, but guess what? Two two years on the controller for Matt Olson. So the A's, everyone likes to Yankee tax it as it is. They're not going to say, "Oh, here you go, Matt Olson. Just ju- just give us your crap, and and we'll give you a, a young left hander that plays first base." No. And also too, remember so, the last yeah, the last Oakland Athletic we got didn't pan out so well. Was Rizzo great in the second half? No. But remember, the bulk of his offensive struggle was ten games coming back from COVID. But he was great defensively. He didn't do too bad at the plate. But that's why his numbers look so bad because he had ten games of horrible at bats. Because he was trying to get his stamina back. So, so I think I think you're you're right, and that they don't need to go as high as I think they will. Now, the reason why I think they will go high is because you know Britain obviously has one year left. Now, it'll it'll hit the luxury tax, but they'll collect insurance and they'll get the money back. Chapman has one year left, so that that alone is about. Thirty million between those two guys. Will they get the um, whole fourteen million back from Britain? Yeah, because if he's out all year, then they they collect insurance and they get just about all the money back. That was the reason. That was the reason why they kept Ellsbury for so long when he right. didn't play because they were collecting insurance and just getting the money back. Okay. Because they take, they take insurance policies out on all of their contracts. Right, right, so right. Out for a kick. Yeah, when you're out for a year, they get the money. Now, now it still hits the luxury tax, but they get the actual money back. Um, so you know, and then I and then I think if even 
if Urshela is on the roster on opening day. I think next year would be Urshela's last year with the team because he gets more extensive. Um, and I think you just have the kids coming. And you're and, and depending on where you go at shortstop, you're going to need some infield spots. And I think, you know, I think Urshela is great, but I think, I think his, his ceiling is, you know, 285, solid third baseman, 15 home runs. And for a corner infield position, you should be getting more than that. And so I, I could see them moving on from him. Now, whether they do it this year or they don't, um, you know, I think I think they can. You can see money coming off the books every year moving forward, and that's why I think I think they'll go in this year, um, and I think they'll go. I think they'll be willing to go into the two forties, or even to your point. I mean, it, maybe the third level is two sixty, and they're willing to go up to two sixty. But I think I think they will certainly go after a shortstop. Um, I think they will. I think they will look to move on from catcher and and go get somebody else. You know, the Olsen. What's interesting about Olsen um, and and the A's is that you know Billy Bean staying actually helps the Yankees. So I, um, funny enough, uh, my company hired Billy Bean to speak at our conference pre-COVID a couple of years ago, and we did a dinner like twenty people with Billy Bean. And I was one of the people who was there. And during the cocktail hour, I just got standing next to him at the bar for, you know, about two minutes. And I just said to him, you know, I'm a Yankee season ticket holder and this, that, and the other. He goes, you know, what do you think of Cash? And I said, I'm, I said, I'm a fan of Cash. And he said, Brian Cashman is the smartest guy in all of baseball. And he said he also happens to be one of my closest friends and probably my closest friend in the game. Is what Billy said, Billy Bean said to me. So, um... I know they evaluate talent in a, a very similar way. And so, you know, if in fact Olsen hits the market, you would think that the Yankees would have a leg up in in what the pieces you put together because they probably evaluate it the same way. If Olsen doesn't move, you know, I think Sean Nye could also be an option that the Yankees look at because, you know, big left-hander, eats innings, you know, you could plug him into that rotation – uh, and give you some length over the course of the year. And I think also it fits the, the model of he's a guy that that they could build a, pro, they could build a package around to make work. Sean Manaya so, would be very good. Good lefty. Glaber, Giovanni, and Voigt are going into ARP 2. Tyon, Monty, Sanchez, Gallo are going into ARP 3. I, I don't see Oakland wanting anything to do with Voigt. I just don't. I, I think, you know, the the infield is just too big in Oakland. He oh, absolutely. He doesn't move quick enough. Not to mention his injuries, but like, you know. Could you imagine, could you guys imagine Luke Voigt in Oakland? Hey, David, I'm, what's going on, man? But could what's you up, imagine man? Luke Voigt? Could you imagine Luke Voigt in Oakland? <laughs> I mean, you know, the ball gets past him. It's going to roll forever. It's, it's, it's terrible. Like, it's, it's, some, it's, it's something that honestly I don't want to see. Now I'm with I'm Tyler, on, Tyler, I'm with Tyler Wade could Tyler Wade could score from first if there was a, if there was a, a bad pickoff. Yeah. Um, I'm going to agree with Nick. I'm on Team Correa. Um, I want Correa. <laughs> I have, um, no, because here's the thing. 
we need that swag. I want that swag, that Zeus bag, that asshole. That's what I want. I want that badly. I think Correa would eat New York alive. That is exactly what the Nick, what 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 the uh, what the Yankees need. So so you guys you guys know where I stand because we had well you knew where I stood because we had a conversation not long ago about it. Right. I have been I have been converted. I um, yeah. Having having watched these games, having watched the swag. And I will tell you, honestly, one of the things that really sold me was his interview today. They asked him about about Rodriguez pointing at his watch after he got Correa out and then Cora telling him to apologize. And he said, what's he apologizing for? Like, you know something? Good, you know something? Good on you. Like, I, I actually love the fact that he wants to play with the swag, but if you get him back, you're gonna, you can do it right back at him. And he has no problem with that. And I and I and I love I love that Moxie, and so um, I mean he plays killer defense. I mean he is, he is he is the best package available. Um, the question will be the price tag. I mean you know he's twenty seven, so I keep I keep sitting here scratching my head when I think about Correa going. If I was Correa, like would I sign like a massive three year deal? And then be a free agent again at thirty, and then go sign my ten-year deal. I mean, the only downside that is, let's say he does that, right? Let's say he does three years, a hundred and twenty million dollar contract. Mama. But God forbid, God forbid he gets hurt, right? Then he missed out on an extra two hundred and twenty-five plus million dollars because even though the past couple years his back hasn't killed him but as he gets a little older that's what I think he's going to play for or at least that's what I would focus on where, where does where does like um, sport track or whatever project his salary to be has anyone seen that uh no but are they, are they saying are they saying 32 35 I mean his age, his age got a factor in on that, right? He's low bar is going to be twenty a year. I'd, I, I'd, I'd had to think, I would have to think that he, he get, you know, he once he wants past some door. So Frankie got three forty. So he's he's probably going to want three forty. Lindor got three forty. So for ten years or how many years? Uh. 10 or 11. I think. Let's see. I'm trying to see if it pulls market value. I mean, it says market value is 26.6, but it has Seeger's market value is 31.8. So I actually think Correa has a higher market value. So I mean, I, you know, 32 isn't a bad. I just. I don't see. Yeah, 341. Going. Three, 341 Lindor got. Ten-year deal. Ten-year ten deal. Wow, it's 34 a year. Yeah. Wow. In, including a $21 million signing bonus, 341 guaranteed, annual average value, 34 slot, 100000 a year. Wow. Now, I just, Can I ask you a question? 
Yeah. Um, and then this is for both of you. Um, obviously, we knew Boone was coming back. We all knew this. The question being, you heard, you heard Cashman said that he needs to get more athletic and more content. Now, here's the question. Are the Yankees going to add, are going to, what the Yankees are going to do as far as the front office? Are they going to keep the numbers people or are they going to be more, are they going to add numbers and have more of a C on baseball? Like, what do you think the Yankees will do as far as their front office? Because, so, as much as they're analytic, they're behind as far as, like, the other teams who are very analytic. So, he, if you listen to Cash's comments, like, What's the thing with Cash so that, that 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 people always talk about is that he doesn't he says what he means when he gives you enough he, he says it right you have to break down what he says and, and you can get things out of it you know he did say that he believes in the analytics department um, and so I, I I assume like I assume like any like any organization or any job that you work at like. If something goes wrong, you might fire somebody, but we won't know about that. And I think Fishman keeps his job, and that's the only one we would know about. Um, you know, I'm sure they'll make some tweaks and changes. Um, I, I think from I think what they will do is I think from a hitting perspective, and people have said this, I could see them looking for a hitting coach who's more like Matt Blake, somebody very analytical. Um, so there was a report out on Twitter today about the guy. Who judge attributes to fixing his swing? Who's a very analytics guy, um, and that could be a guy. And I, and I could, and, and I think you could see the other, the assistant hitting coach, being more of, you know, your kind of your typical hitting, po- hitting coach in in the cage with these guys working day in and day out. But I think they go analytical there. Um, you know, they have. It was nice to hear that they have to get more athletic and they have to get better contact. And I think it's, you know, people can say home runs win the game and there's no doubt Boston's crushing every home run and it matters. But, like, if you look at Houston, if you look at Boston, if you look at, at you know, some of these other teams, there was, there was a game where, you know, I think the Dodgers struck out six times and the Giants struck out seven times. Yankees were averaging like twelve strikeouts a game, thirteen strikeouts a game, and and there is, you know, even David Cohn, who's such a big analytics guy, said when a pitcher is working well, you have to change his his process, which means you have to get a guy on base to make him pitch out of the stretch. You have to make him get on base, so you have to so he has to change his routine. And striking out doesn't do that. Striking out doesn't put pressure on these pitchers to do something different. And so I think it's, you know, whether it is Correa, whether it's Seeker, whether it's Story, um, or whether it's Simeon for that matter, but I just don't know that it's going to be Simeon. Um, but I think they need one of those guys. I think Simeon, I could see Simeon ending up in L.A. You know, he's a California guy. I could see him finding his way back out, out west. Um, I think... You know, I, I think if one of those three guys ends up in New York, you know, Seeger seems like he still makes the most sense because he's a Boris client and Cash and Boris work well together. He grew up a Yankee fan. He got the left-handed bat. So that seems like it makes the most sense. I think Correa, I think in the end, Correa either stays in Houston 
he, I could see him going to Detroit. I could see Detroit bringing Curry and Verlander in with Hinch. Um, you know, I could see maybe the Mets go for him on a splash, but I just don't see it because then you'd have two shortstops. Um, you know, Toronto scares me with Correa because of the Springer connection. You know, it was will it, could they go big? But, but would they want to lock up? You know, would they want would would, would Toronto want to lock up Correa for ten years, thirty five million dollars, knowing that whatever you just gave him, you just set the standard for what you have to give Vladimir Guerrero when he comes up. Alright, first, if I'm Correa, I'm not touching the team with turf. That's going to kill his back even more. Try, trying to do, you know, you know, a bunch of a bunch of games on turf. Um, He turned down 6 and 120 from the Astros. So, market value, 10 years, 266 million. Average salary, 26, 623 a year. Um, so, then... Based on calculated value, and, and and this is also including contracts of Lindor, Betts, Rendon, and Arenado. Length is nine years, value $292 million. Average salary, $32,450. So, if it was me, I'm, I would think a one contract for a Correa. I would do a 10 or 11 year deal. Maybe like a three fifty opt outs. First opt out after the fourth year. Second opt out after the sixth. Last opt out after the eighth. That way. Also, also, but also remember, also remember, whatever you give him, you're probably gonna have to give Judge something. Oh, that's true. Popular. No, that's true. That's that. Dude, he's a face of the franchise. Right, 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 right. Franchise. But the reason why the reason why that's not the same is Aaron Judge came up when he was twenty six years old. His stupid ass went to college. So, <laughs> oh, wow. so he cost wow. he cost himself a lot of money. Where no I'm one not, should I'm pay not, him. Even, no, no I'm one should pay him. Contract value. But I'm saying, I'm saying. Average annual contract value. You know, it's it's going to be very hard. If you give Correa 32, 33, you're going to, judges going to be looking for 35. I'm just telling you that. Well, I, well, I'd say go home, bro, because I'm not giving you more than 25 a year. I mean, I mean, no, to, to be honest, no, no team should go more than five years on judge because... So far, so far, it's two years out of five where where he had full healthy seasons. If, if it was up to me, I wouldn't even extend Judge to after he plays next year because what what if the Yankees are dumb enough to extend him and he gets hurt and he don't care anymore because he has that big contract. He got what he wanted, so he hasn't well, he hasn't proven so, enough yet. So somebody somebody said to me about the idea of. How does he play after he gets his contract? And I will tell you, if, if you are concerned about how he plays after he gets his contract, then he's not the guy that you think he is, right? Because Jeter, 
I'm not saying he's Jeter, but the people are going to make him the next captain, right? Jeter got his money plenty of times, and Jeter was still Jeter. You know, you're going to pay him the money and keep him as the face of the franchise because because you believe that what drives him is winning championships, not his contracts. Right, but and Jeter won, though, man. He he got those contracts because he won. What has Judge done? Yeah, the point. You're, you're right. I mean, you're not you're not you're not wrong. I mean, I think I think you know. Could I see five? Can I see thirty-five a year for five years for Judge? I could. Um, I just, dude, if it goes to ten years for Correa, I just don't think they go there. I just don't. Here's my thing. Yeah, and David, here's my thing um, about Judge. If I'm going to give Judge a contract, because let's face it, um, Homie's going to be a Yankee for life. He said it. He said it multiple times. He said in the press conference that the only team he knows is the Yankees. So yeah. let's be honest. So Aaron Judge is going to be a Yankee for life. Let's um, you know, let's put that out there. Now the question is length. Me personally, me personally, I would probably have a five-year deal, but I would be prepared to pay him more than Correa because. As great as Correa is, and Correa has played in the World Series, I'm not denying Correa's talent. You're talking about the guy who's homegrown, literally, literally grew up in the franchise. So you're going to have to pay him a guy. And let's be honest, Correa's great, but when Judge is healthy, he's a top five player. Well, let's be honest. Uh, Judge is healthy, uh, yeah, he's a top five player in Major League Baseball, and there is no denying that. Correa is awesome. He's, 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 he's the best, he's one of the best shortstop, if not the best shortstop in baseball. But if you're talking about top overall players in baseball, Aaron Judge is in that, he, he's, he's in that category. He's up there with the, um, with, with the Guerrero Juniors and all the other great players in the game. So you're going to have to give Judge a whole lot of money. Here's my other thing with giving Correa 10 years if that's what he wants, because we've all talked about, you know, Volpe, we've all talked about Peraza, we've all talked about Sweeney, you know, the, the reports are that they're going to that they're going to get Roger Darius, you know, this this offseason on the international signing bonus, you know, pool. Those guys are all shortstops. And so what is your, you know, so what happens with Correa? If you give him a ten-year deal, you know, I, again, I'm not. I, he he is to me by far and away the most talented out of the bunch. Um, I think what the Yankees are going to weigh this offseason is they are going to say we want one of the three. We want Seager, Story, or Correa, and they're, and they're going to look at it and go, what does the market look like for all three? And we are going to take the one that contractually makes the most sense for what we want to do long term. And if that means Correa at 10 years, so be it. If that means Seager at eight years, so be it. If that means Story at four years, so be it. Um, and I think, and, and I do think they will get one of them. Um, I'm interested to see where they go with it, and then I and then I'm also interested to see what happens with the other pieces because 
you know, everybody loves, you know, we were talking about the fourth point, like everybody loves to take our crap that we're done with and trade it to other places, thinking that those teams are going to just jump at it. You know, if I was Oakland and you wanted Olsen, I would say I want Peraza. I don't want Glaber. You've just shown me that Glaber may not be what we think he is, and he's not getting cheaper. He's going to make 4 or $5 million next year, and that's only going to go up. What I would rather is Peraza, where I will have five years of control of him. And so if that happens, well then, you know, what does that change the long-term plans? I still think you make the deal, but it changes the long-term plans. And then then you have to figure out which one of those guys do you move. And I think that's when you would say, okay, I would move, I would move Geo, I would keep Claver, I would play, you know, DJ a third. Um, and I think that's just the way that you you go. I know a lot of people are off the DJ train. I'm not. I just I just think DJ is just so incredibly talented with his swing. I think he clearly was just hurt all season. Um, Arias is 16, so we ain't got to worry about that for a while. Uh, with here's the problem I have with prospects. They love Debbie Garcia. We could have got Marcus Stroman for him. And at that time... Uh, Right, right, right. But there's a point to this. At the time, the Yankees really needed a pitcher to help them with the postseason. Now, I'm not saying it would have helped, but compared to look at how Debbie Garcia is now, he's a bust. We held on to Miguel Andujar. Could have got Garrett Cole way long ago. And look where he's now. So, the Yankees better hope they better hope Anthony Volpe is a star. Sweeney just got drafted. It's probably going to take him a couple years. Peraza, he, he may be at some point next year. But they better hope these two become a star. Because God forbid if they... Now, I'll have no problem with them going for Simeon. But if they get Trevor Story, who dropped his arm speed at shortstop by 6 miles per hour, and not go with Correa, just because Correa... One in ten years, that is loser mentality, and guess what? That's why the New York Yankees have them one in twelve years. As long as Correa don't want four hundred million, if he wants ten or eleven for three sixty, you do that. You get calls for Correa. Pe- people don't have to like him. Yankee fans may say, "I'm not gonna watch anymore." Shut the fuck up. You rule for the laundry. You rule for the jersey. If Correa is a Yankee hitting walk-off home runs, sling, slinging the strongest arm at shortstop, at shortstop from back in the hole on the grass, making the out, get, getting clutch hits, that's all that matters. People have to stop the whining and the bullshit. You get the best players. You got Garrett Cole because he was the best goddamn pitcher out there. That's why you get Correa. Seager is good, but he's not better than Correa. The lefty bat is nice, but Yankees can get other lefty bats. I mean, if 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 you don't want to sign Anthony Rizzo, have have DJ at first, you know, have have Gio start the season at third and shop him around, shop Glaber around too, because eventually you you can put Volpe at third or second base, you can put Peraza at third or second base, you can move these pieces around, or you trade them, and and you try to go for Arenado. You try to sign stars, and you don't have that the best player at every position. But the Yankees are on a point now where 12 years to a lot of teams is cry high boo-hoo, no one for bad for you. 
But when you're the New York Yankees, a team that's worth over $7 billion, with championship or bust expectations, 12 years, I'm sorry, is too long. So that 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 whole let's do this because of prospects, okay, if, if you don't get Correa and, and if you don't make a lot of moves because of these shortstops, man, you better hope they hit. So uh, I think, um, I mean, one, you know, what's, what's interesting, and you've hit on a few times, is the opt-outs, right? And, and the reality is is that if Correa is Correa and you give him an opt-out after year four, let's say, he's going to opt-out. Right, so it's not a twelve-year, it's not a ten-year deal. It's a four-year deal. Right. You know, whether you bring him back in four years, you'll see where you are. But like, the reality is, is that if he's what you hope he is, it's only a four-year deal. So, I mean, that's that's the that's it from that perspective. Not to mention the fact that, like, you know, like I've said before, he's twenty-seven, which means that if he gets the opt-out after year three or year four, you know, he's thirty or thirty-one years old, like. Even if he's close to what he is now, he probably opts out because he wants to try to get a nine-year deal at 31 years old, right? Um, so really, like, that is the wild card. But they, there's a lot of just nuances to – it's going to be very interesting. And, and, like, just because there's so many shortstops and there's so much talent, and how do these guys grade long-term – you know, certainly people have said that, you know, Seager's defense isn't that great. You know, he's probably a long-term third baseman, which could actually help the Yankees because, you know, with Volpe and these guys, like, they're all being shortstops. Um, he's had some injuries, you know, but if, but if you're trying to get more athletic and better defensively, does Seager, he does that, but how much does he do that? You know, Correa certainly does it more. As far as people getting upset about Correa because they don't like Correa, because he, because of the cheating thing, you know, I, think I said it to you last, last time, and I think it still holds true. If Carlos Correa signs the Yankees, you know, he goes and he does an interview with Meredith Morogovitz and, and apologizes and says, I stood up for my team, that's just the way I am, whatever it is, and it's over. And people will get past this. Facts. It's all about winning. It's all about winning. And let's be honest, man. Like, I want it, I want them both of you gut feeling, gut feeling, because your your Boston has a chance to win their fifth World Series since two thousand four, and if that happens, then they would have five championships to the Yankees one. Um, do you guys believe that after hearing Brian Cashman's press conference, and I do wish I would have spoke. Are the Yankees, depending on what the CBA is, because we don't know what the CBA is, do you think that the Yankees are going to do what they did in the past, blow past the luxury tax, get the best player available, or are they going to go get okay players, fill the holes, and then hopefully their prospect develops? I, I said it. I said it when we started this. I think again. Let's just let's just pick a number, right? Let's say that let's say the third tier. Of the luxury tax is two hundred and sixty million. That's where the penalties get nasty, right? I think they push pretty close to that. I think they would go to, I think they would go to like high two forties, two fifty, if that if two sixty was a number, because they want to leave themselves room to go acquire somebody like like Scherzer was acquired this offseason, this deadline, if they needed to get somebody, right? So I think they'd want to leave themselves room, but they would go close to it. And so if 
if I was placing bets today um, on where, on who lands where, my money is still on Seeger being the one only because of Boris, the left-handed bat, the East Coast guy, um, the Yankee fan. And so I just think that works more than Correa. But, but, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the fire. There's been a lot of talk about the attitude of the moxie and the team being too soft. And they, they know that too. And the only guy who brings that out of that bunch is Correa. And so that certainly matters. Um, if I was betting right now, you know, trades are always tricky because you don't know how available somebody really is. Um, but you, we've heard Olson's name floated a lot, which makes you think, which makes you think that he is available. And I would put more money on them getting him than bringing back Rizzo because he is the he's the splash, right? And, if, and especially if you want to go get Story or get Correa, he's the left-handed bat. Um, how they solve center field, I, I, I know they certainly want to improve it. I wonder what happens because, you know, I, I thought it was interesting that he talked about Hicks playing in the Winter League because I think that he's trying to get teams to get their attention to see how Hicks does in the Winter League as a way of maybe trading him. Um, and just, you know, just like I just I thought it, I found it very interesting and telling today that, that, you know, Cash mentioned Glaber moving off of shortstop, but he never complimented him on anything, which told me that he's, that I, that was the first time that I said, okay, I actually think that they're going to move Glaber this offseason because he said nothing of value about Glaber. Um, he mentioned Gary's work ethic, which I think was a way of saying that they are likely going to tender him a contract and try to trade him. And if they don't, they'll keep him. And that was their way of setting the stage for that. Um, I still think they're going to trade him, but I just, but I think they're setting the stage for that. Um, so I guess my, my gut tells me uh, one of the shortstops, Olsen at first, new catcher, they fill center field somehow. It could be it could be Hicks, it could be Floreal, it could be Greg Allen for all we know. I don't think it's Marte. It could be a trade. Um, and then I do think I think they're going to move those pieces that we know they're going to move. Voight, they're going to move uh, Miggy. They're going to try to move Clint if he's okay. I think they will move some other guys whose contracts are getting a little bit higher. Gio Glaber we've talked about. Could be a Chad Green is up to about $4 million. Could be Jolie Rodriguez who's at $3 million. I think they'll move some of those. It could be Domingo Herman, And I think they will try to get another pitcher. Um into the rotation, especially because Tyone's going to be out till at least May, and you know Severino will be on the innings limit coming back. That's that's a lot of good stuff. Uh, a couple more before we get you out of here. Uh, unfortunately, analytics aren't going anywhere, but 
That's something they have to fix. It seems like whatever they're doing, however they're using the numbers, it's wrong. They're using it wrong or they're not using it good enough. So you know what? Get a whole new geek squad and and they have to they have to back off. Now, Cash says all the right things and we're just giving him all the tools to use out of the toolbox. But are we really so sure that that cast just says, listen, here's what the computer said. You choose a lineup. I, I don't know. But, but, but hopefully, Boone, with the, with the leash on the contract, maybe he can get through a little bit. Um, if it was me, if you're not getting Sterling Marte, all right? And a lot of people won't like this, but you re-sign Brett Gardner because you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a guy that if you need him to, he's going to play 120 plus games. He's going to play great defense. He's going to work counts. He's going to get on base. He's going to hit you six to seven home runs. And he's going to be that guy where you count on because... There's going to be a bunch of injuries. Not even COVID took out Brett Gardner, all right? COVID took out half the Yankee team, but the 38-year-old man said, Not me. You ain't getting me, Grim Reaper. And, and he just he just pushed through. Pe- people don't have to like that. Pe- people can sigh. It is what it is. Clint Frazier, homie can't see. I'm sorry if that sounds wrong. I'm not trying to make fun of it. But, but he cannot see. So he has no value, no team until until the doctor clears him and until they see him do BP and until they see him in minor league games and until they see him take the outfield and he crosses every chart. No team is touching him with a 10-foot pole. His career, he might as, he might as well be a sneaker salesman, all right? Because that, that, that's where his value is at right now. It, it, it is what it is. Yeah, and, I, mean, I, think, I, think they, I think they non-tender him, to be honest. I just, I, he was a super two. I think he's upwards of like $4 million this year. You know, I don't see a team taking him. So I don't know why they would... I don't know why they would tender him a contract. Um, it's, you know, as far as guarding is concerned, like I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Guardy if <laughs> I wouldn't mind like Guardy if 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 we didn't have Hicks because I have. But that's I mean, why I, you I do just, it though, because Hicks is not going to give you hundred plus starts. No, but. Yeah, but dude, but, but Guardy, Guardy cannot be our Guardy can't be starting fifty games a year in center field. I'm sorry, he just can't be. Like, not if you're going to want to win a chip. And so, if you can move Hicks and you can go improve that part of your roster, you know whether that means that Gallo is playing more center, which he can, because Stan's playing more outfield. Um, whether that means. And, you know, and then you can bring in someone like Floreal or Greg Allen or somebody who who can also fill in and hit. Like, then I'm okay with Guardy. I'm okay with Guardy, you know, playing 50 games a year and being there. I'm not okay with having to rely on Guardy to be a starter in the big spot. And my, 
my concern is that with Aaron Hicks around and, and eating up money and you're relying on him, like, you just need somebody better than Guardian 38, 39. Um, right. You know, it, it, so I just, yeah, that's kind of like, that's why I'm, you know, I think Guardy is, Guardy's that guy that you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get to, you're going to get to February and you'll figure out where your roster is and then you'll decide if he goes back. Yeah, and then the last thing on that is to, James, we all know how you feel about Guardy, so we're not going to waste time on this. Um, Trash. Catch away. (laughs) The the catcher's free agent market is crap, too. It's, It's pretty much crap. So... Where where I no one wants Kyle Higashioka and Rob Brantley as our two catchers. No no one needs that. So unless you could trade Gary f- for a good catcher, you you have to bring him back and pray pray that he hits. And and they mentioned it a little today with the self police, where. Now maybe with the contract not as shortened, hopefully Boone can talk at players because Glaber and Gary's lack of hustle in times, he's not Cano. Now, no one cared if Cano didn't do it because he played 150-plus games a year. Gary won't play more than 130 because he's a catcher, and and Glaber, he's he's the slowest 24-year-old on the planet and his stamina sucks because he can't play more than four games a week and you already know Stanton throughout 162 is not gonna play more than 50 outfield games before the all-star break so you know he's gonna DH a lot Gallo obviously didn't play center because Boone didn't want to put too much plate on too much on his plate after the trade so maybe they can work that out this year and I'm with you if if, if they can get a bona fide starting outfielder, then then you don't bring Guardy, but I don't think Greg Allen and Esteban Floreal is much better than what Garner gives you. Because Garner showed you you give Garner at bats. You you give him four to five starts a week and I get that's a lot for him. But he's gonna hit. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get on base. He's gonna work counts and working counts sometimes to me, if 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 you have four at bats and you're zero for four, but you saw twenty five to thirty pitches, that might be more valuable than Florio or Greg Allen going two for four when those two hits may just be slap singles when the Yankees are already up by six. So so, uh, on the Gary thing, um, so I have a friend who works for the for the Miami Marlins. Um, and she's the one. She told me that apparently their catching coach is extremely close to Gary for years. Um, so knowing that they're looking for a catcher, I think that makes all the sense in the world, right? They get a look at him, no pressure in Miami. You have you'll likely have a universal DH. Um, I think there's certainly other teams too that could make a run at him because. They think that he's just going hes just destroyed because of the because of New York, which I think is partially true. Um, yeah. If you make that, if you make that move, where do you go? You know, Cincinnati is the obvious first place to look for a trade partner. We trade with them all the time. We know they like 
you know, some of our prospects. They have Tyler, they have Stevenson now, you know, as their main catcher, and they have Barnhart, who, um, who's at arbitration like seven and a half, uh, and is a defensive first catcher and left-handed, so I would be all about that. Um, if you don't go there, certainly Contreras is out there. We won't be the only one looking for Contreras. I've heard people talking about Kelly out in Arizona. Um, I'll tell you, like, honestly, I would take, I would take Jan Gomes over at the platoon with Adashioka over Gary. I just, I think we, I think we underestimate how many times our pitchers don't throw the ball in the dirt with a runner on base because they're afraid of Gary blocking it. And I think teams can hunt that. And um, that's and why Derek Cole likes, likes, likes Hickey so much because he can throw a pitch without having to worry, oh, will this be a wild pitch? Will it be a pass ball? Right. I just, I, I, I yeah. think, I, 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 like you, you talked about not being an all-star in every position, and I think, I think what we need is a catcher who can just catch the game, who can just catch, and and do. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. You know, Gary might hit a bunch of home runs. He didn't hit that many this year, and he batted two hundred five. Like Tucker Barnhart can bat, can bat two fifty, and he's on base more than Gary is this year, and he's a significantly better catcher. So. You know, I, I think if they are going to blame this on the players and shake up the roster, I think Gary has to go. Boyd has to go. I, I think in many ways, you guys have said, I think Glaber probably has to go. You know, I think he certainly has a big ceiling. You don't give him away, but I think he has to go. Um, and I think you need to, you know, see, look around and see where else you can make some tough decisions and move on from some pieces. And shake it up a bit, and uh, you know, and, and is that is and Gardner? Gardner will worry about it in, in February when when we when the roster is at twenty five, and right. you figure out who else is there. You know, uh, and if you can get rid of Hicks, I think for me, Hicks's swing is too long. I'm just not. I'll never be a fan of Hicks because I think for switching yeah, 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 I think he's a guy. He extends who, too much. When he swings, that's, you know. Yeah, but, I, just, uh, I just think he's never going to be what he wants to be. Always. I just want to let you. Always a good pleasure having you. Sorry to cut you off, Nick. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, always, always a good conversation. And last thing on Sanchez. Same same why teams don't like to trade players. I think the Yankees are worried of letting Gary go. And he finds it. And he hits 35-plus home runs, 90-plus RBIs, and he's bringing the team to a pennant. That's why, but the problem is, you can't hold on for too much longer, because if you do, you're going to lose him for nothing. Guys, every one of us answer yes or no. If if we trade Gary Sanchez and he wins the National League MVP next year, would you regret trading him? I'll start. No, no, I won't no. regret it. No. no, right, that's no. it. That's all you need to know. Like we, we wouldn't even care. We're done with them. Yeah, just 
just cut bait with him and send Brett Gardner to a retirement home and never oh see him. Anyways, David, as always, thank you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. And fuck oh, Brett Gardner. Okay, it was well, a pleasure. Thanks for having me, boys. No problem, buddy. Take care. Speak to you soon. Guardio, guardio over Clint.